This is the Al York Sports Show. So much to do in so little time. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Al York Sports Show. Each and every Sunday, you know how we do it. Got my boy here, Noah Parker, the secret weapon. We gonna talk to him? Well, we already know. No, I'm serious. We gonna talk to him? All right, let's talk to him, man. We gonna start off, we gonna right to the NHL. We ain't playing no games. So much to do and so little time, so let's get at it. Vegas Knights debacle. I wanna hear your perspective. Then I'm going to give them mine. Talk to them. All right. Remember, it's not just a debacle because the Sharks had to put in the work, too. That's the thing. People just think they just collapsed and that was it. And they just gave it away. So, in other words, you're giving the Sharks a lot of credit also. Give them credit, too, because when okay. you're down 3-1, it takes a lot of tests and fortitude. And it takes a lot of work to just mentally know you can still win that series. And, and half of the problem is Vegas thought it was already over. Like yeah, I agree like, with that. They, uh, we just got to win one of these next three games. We was just in the Stanley Cup last year. Right. So you go from that perspective, you could say they kind of lost, but you also got to say the Sharks took it too, especially in that last game. When you up 3 nothing, you on cruise control. You know, we we 10 minutes away from moving on to the next round, and then boom, just like that, you give up four goals in a five-minute span. I don't want to say – Unheard it's, of, it's, dog. It's, a, not, it's not an epic choke job because it was a power play where people were saying that could have been – a. You know, questionable call, kind of like the Saints pass interference right. that didn't get called. So, you know, there's, there's alibis in there, and there's more than just, you know, we just choked. So right. Let me ask you something. Choked. On every power play, right, once the other team scores the goal, ain't the power play over after that? Right, on minor power plays. But when it's a major misconduct. Oh, okay, I got you. The power play goes on. So and, how long know, did that power play five, last? Five minutes. Oh, my God. So, I was turn around right there. Now, now, the funny thing happened was, yes, a couple of days ago, the Sharks played their game one, and they got the same thing happen to them, five-minute power play. Right, and right. And they stopped, and they didn't score no goals in that five oh, minutes. Oh, wow. So they kind of trolled nights after that on Twitter saying, oh, see, it's possible. You can. You don't have to give up four goals. You can't just blame. You know, we, we won that game. It's not, right, right. It's not like they called that penalty and it was over. We still – do what we had to do, took care of business, snatched game seven out of the, you know, the clutches of defeat, you know, and then moved on to the next round. But a lot of Knights fans are still upset because if you look at the replay of that penalty, it could have been a minor, but they don't have that um, replay set into the NHL yet where they can look at, is this replay, uh, is this, shuttle. you know, is this, you know, extended replay? Like, right, right, right. See if this was really a major or was it just a minor? Because that's not really implemented yet, but they're saying now that could be a thing that happens where they start reviewing, just like the NFL talking about reviewing past interferences. Right. They might start reviewing major and minor. Penalties. Well, they should. When something like that big happens, they should do that. Now, let me ask you, uh, what? Where does go down to you as the biggest choke artist of any sports? Uh, well, hockey, you can't really say that because there's been so many times teams have blown 3-0 leads. It's not like basketball. It's not like baseball, where. You know, you up 3-0 is rap, unless right. Yankees don't talk the one time. But and basketball's never happened. But NHL's happened, I'll say it happens once every two, three years when you blow a 3-0 lead. So blowing a 3-1 lead isn't that, you know, I don't want to use the word epic, but it's not that huge of a meltdown slash choke job. Right. So it's But what would you is, compare it to? Uh, I mean, I can, I can kind of compare it to the Warriors' uh, LeBron James series, uh, 2000. 15 or 16. Um, and they kicked Draymond Green out of game NBA five. Up 3-1. Something happens where a player gets suspended and it's like, uh, it's kind of, you know, people are saying that couldn't have happened, that shouldn't have happened, but, you know, there's a lot of gray area there and then boom, right. next thing you know, it's game seven going on and anything can happen. Right, so right. it, it kind of compares to that series in a little bit, but remember, it's hockey where it doesn't really matter too much about home court, home ice, you know, it's not like the other sports. Right, that is not the advantage. Well, to me, it goes down as one of... The biggest meltdowns, I know, I'm going to compare it to the Yankees in baseball. Yankees were down. The Yankees were up 3 nothing against the Boston Red Sox. Boston came back and won four straight games on us. And that, that, I still got a bad taste in my mouth yeah. to that. But to, what makes this one different is the game seven. Game seven, there was up three zip, like you said, with 11 minutes left. And they gave up four unanswered goals to that major penalty. But like you said, it. They shut him out in game one with that same kind of penalty. 
So to me, that's a huge letdown, not to mention Flurry is one of the best goaltenders in the game. Correct. So when you put all that together, and last year Vegas Knights went all the way to the Stanley Cup Finals with the same team that they got, so you would think they was already battle-tested because of that. So that's why I got that as one of my top three all-time meltdowns. The only difference with that Yankee series Everybody knew the Yankees was in trouble. It was on their heels. I mean, it was scary because the Yankees. Yeah, yeah, because the, 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 the way the pitching was right. set up and everything. But the Golden Knights, all the Knights fans thought, man, we still got this. We got this. The Yankee fans, we was like, oh, man. Yo, dog, I went to bad. game four at uh, T-Mobile Arena. They won five zip. They won easy. I was eating chicken wings all night and laughing, bro. But anyway, let's go, uh, let's go to the playoffs. Uh, Noah Parker's going to give y'all some leans on some series that y'all can make some money, you know, We'll go to the books, make a couple bets. Series leans, series leans. Carolina Hurricanes at Islanders. Canes are up one nothing. Is there any value in this series? That, that series is basically a coin flip. It's too hard to you know tell. Too close to call. Right. I wouldn't even put any of my hard earned money on that series. It's, that, that's the kind of series that you're gonna see games going overtime and just nip and tuck and you know each way. No real value. No, no. There's no momentum either way, too. Right. So it's it's hard to you know say I'm gonna put my money up on a series like that because they're both so evenly matched. But so I I, I pass to the next. Yeah, we gonna leave that alone. Okay, Colorado Avalanche at San Jose Sharks, and I know you like the Sharks since before they even played Vegas Knights. So you're sticking with the Sharks, obviously. Right. There's probably no value now in that series up one nothing. But to me, they have the best offensive uh, team left. In the play, remember a lot of these teams have been going down. The Lightning, all these right. Penguins, all these high-seeded teams are gone. So right. it's a chance for one of these bottom feeders to get there. I mean, the Sharks were—I think they're the highest seed left. <clears throat> so to me, they're still the big—they're the favorite to win this series. And now you're not going to get any value left on that series. If you would have bet it before, maybe. Okay, let me ask you something. They lose their next game. Oh, today. today would you lose. would you tell everybody to jump on the Sharks? They'll still after be that. a big favorite. They'll still be. A big when you say big, what numbers are we talking about? Uh, 160, 150. That's, that's not that bad. That's okay for still a lay that. price. Yeah, you can still lay that. I don't see them losing today at home, though. Okay, you don't see that. Okay, uh, St. Louis Blues, Dallas Stars. That series tied 1-1. Any value in that series? Blues arguably are the hottest team left in the NHL. And I remember, when it comes down to the playoffs, you want the hot team. You want the right. team that's hitting their climax, that's doing their thing at, at the present time. Not a team like the Lightning, who had the greatest season in NHL history, and then Laying egg and get swept. got laid. How, how right. does that happen? I mean, it's hockey. It's so many. No, but even at hockey, luck. you get there's swept. Just, you know, there's so many. There's so many different lucky situations that can happen in hockey. It ain't like, you know, in basketball where you control the tempo. Or football where you got the ball and you drive down the field. Hockey, the ball's randomly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Going randomly all over the place. So it can happen, and especially when you go down in the series, then you then you scuffle and now you're playing more than you would play. It was it was a very but big upset. But if, to is me, there I, any I, value I, that? I think there's some value now in the Blues because you're going to get a good price now that they went down. To me, they're still the hottest team left. Dallas has good goaltending, and that's the only thing that's keeping them in there. But if you watched that game yesterday, you could see how Dallas almost uh, blew that game. Right. It came. It was a couple of shots that just off the post. Like I said, there's so many different lucky bounces in hockey where, I mean, an inch there, an inch, you know, an inch this way, an inch that way, it's a tie game. And then, you know, that's why everybody loves the NHL playoffs, though, because it's always a close game. There's never no, you know, 49 nothing in the third quarter. Got you, got you. Okay, so last series, Boston Bruins at uh, Blue Jackets. Uh, now, this is another – it's a very physical series here. Um, Bruins doing their thing, but they should be blowing out this team. Right? They, shouldn't let, they shouldn't have let uh, the Blue Jackets win that game yesterday. They right. had so many chances. Uh, especially in overtime, to close that game out and go on the road up 2-0. Now they open the door, and, and, you know, like I said, that's the team that just swept Tampa Bay Lightning. So if you're going to put that team against a, a Bruins team that's already, you know, that's, that's probably the favorite still in the Eastern Conference, Columbus can make that upset. I say there's a little bit of value left in them because they're such a wild card uh, right. defensively and with the goaltending. So Columbus? I would take them just a little value. All right, guys, so you got it right there. Noah Parker's NHL Series picks. We're going to come right back. Don't go nowhere. We got some bills to pay. We'll be right back. What's going on, people? Welcome back. We just covered some hockey. Uh, Noah Parker gave y'all some leans. 
Vegas Knights had the biggest crumble. Now we're going to jump right into the NFL. But before I get into the NFL draft, Noah got some breaking news. Well, it just happened, you know, a little while ago, but it's, it's still sad regardless because nobody's going to know who he really is and he might not really play in the league, um, you know, when you get drafted that late in the fifth round. Right. Uh, but a player, Valentine, out of uh, Washburn, which is a second division school. So just to get drafted out of a second division school already is... Yeah. Who drafted him? The Giants? Giants drafted him. So that's... Okay. that's People were already saying the Giants had a bad draft, and now you throw that in there, it's like, man, are they really, you know, just bad luck right now? Or is yeah, it, yeah. You know? So he, he didn't get killed, but he got uh, pretty pretty in, uh, critically injured, and the guy he was with, which was a teammate of him, uh, a DB, uh, was actually uh, killed. So it's just sad. It just happened a couple of days after the draft. You don't know if it's hate. You don't know what the... the uh, yeah, to me, that falls under hate. One hour, like, I mean, literally like one day right after he get drafted, he gets shot the next morning at campus. That's crazy, that man. Right, Yo, salute to his family. God bless him. I hope he recovers real quick. Now we're going to jump into the NFL draft. Uh, as predicted, I mean, at least for me, a lot of people disagree with me. Arizona got Kyler Murray. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury wanted him. Ben wanted him in college. Finally got him. I want your take on Kyler and Arizona and what you think Arizona got to look forward to. Well, Arizona just drafted Josh Rosen last year, and they right. had him to go back-to-back -back years, which doesn't really happen too much in the NFL unless you know you're just not going that way. Remember, new coach, new regime, new management, all that. Right. So the, the thing is, they see the blueprint of Patrick Mahomes III. They see how it can be done. When you see a player that dynamic, you know, he's not no Baker Mayfield. He's an Oklahoma quarterback, but he's bringing a different dynamic to the field. Right. And, you know, he's explosive, even though he's only 5'10". To say that this guy is going to turn his franchise around is big. He's the number one pick on him, and I, you know, I can see why they, you know, stepped away from the whole Josh Rosen. You know, remember the Cardinals were just in the playoffs like four or five years ago, right? And they they fell off the map. I mean, people forgot all about this team, but they were Fitzgerald was just playing in you know playoff games, meaningful games, and he got what about it? Probably a year left, so he wanted to make one more big run. So I like the pick. You know, it's it's definitely aggressive to go that route but we don't know if it's going to pan out. Right, let me ask you something. Uh, Josh Rosen, you got, do you got, like, any confidence in him? Because what I was thinking, Jared Goff had a horrible first year. And I'm not going to say Rosen was as horrible because he really had no line. Nobody. Right. But what I'm saying is, don't you think he, did, he deserved a second year? Or it's just that Kyler Murray is just so good to not take on. And it's like a, you know, like a no-brainer for Arizona to pick him up. Right, and that's the problem. I mean, last year when Rosen got drafted, you didn't hear anybody saying all these negative things about him. He actually, out, they actually said Rosen was good two years right, ago. that's what I'm saying. When he played at UC, I mean, there was him and Darnold can't miss prospects. That's all you heard. I yeah, guess yeah. guys are going to make it in the league and, and, and have good careers. But to say that he's just, after one year, he's playing Gabbard is, is uh, you know, blasphemy. Yeah, I, can't, I can't support but you know, that at all. You know what I think is more of, though, no – I think it's more of uh, Cliff Kingsbury wanting the quarterback he wants for the offense he's going to put right. out there. That's exactly. I think that's what it is. I don't think that they don't think Rosen. No, they want to just a became, whole new Yeah, they want a whole. Uh, and, yeah. Just like, and he fits that like, offense he wants to run. It's kind of a faster version of what John Gruden's kind of trying to do. Like, he got rid of, yeah. he's getting rid of his pieces little by little. I'm going to build my own team. Right, right, right. My own. And so Kingsbury just went right to the source quarterback out of here. Doing my style. It's my offense. system, yep. And, and I always wanted him, too, because he always wanted him. Right. So, you know, it's, it's the right pick because you, you're in that position. you got to take advantage. I mean, he could be he could be the next RG3, though, and have injury problems. You don't, you never know. So, in yeah. the NFL, all it takes is one bad play, especially when you're foot ten. Right, right. But with the rules that the NFL gives these quarterbacks nowadays, you got to take advantage of that. And that's why they saw the blueprint with Patrick Mahomes and what the Chiefs are doing, and they're going to try to run with it. Right. I like, I like Kyler Murray. He's got all the attributes. He can throw the ball. He throws on the run. He can run the rock. The only thing, he's real short, and I don't know how much his body can take. Because in the NFL, it's far from college. He's going to learn that immediately when them linebackers put some, you know, put some skin on him. And I want to see after that what he does. And then that will show me more about him. Right. You dig what I'm saying? But I will have to give this grade a B. Um... Because I think he's got, like I said, he can make all the throws. He's smart. He reads defenses real well. Although, like I said, the NFL is a different speed. But I think he would adapt 
So I got him a B. So before we go to the next one, what do you give him? I'll, I'll go about that. B, B plus. I mean, that's the right pick. You can't pass on that if Cecil you pans out. I mean, that's the position they, they wanted to fill, so that's what they went after. But one thing real quick before we move on, when you got so many holes like Arizona, <laughs> I mean, to take another QB is kind of crazy, right? That's but, why they're saying two years in a row. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Pick. All right, we're going to go to pick number two. San Francisco 49ers picked up defensive end. Nick Bosa, who also has a brother in the NFL. He plays for the Chargers. Your take on Nick Bosa, then I'll give you my take. I mean, you saw what he did at Ohio State. He did his thing. He, he knew that he was going to solidify himself in the top five pick. I mean, not just because of his brother, but <clears throat> what he did on the field. Right. You could see that he was going to be you know, another Canvas prospect. So it was the right pick. It fits right in for that position. The top three picks, everybody knew that was going to go one, two, three of those guys. So right, right. There was really no surprises there. And uh, it's the right pick. You got to make that. I like the pick. He's a natural pass rusher in many ways. And like I said in a prior video, he's going to pick his brother's brain about the NFL. What, what better way to do it to have your own brother right. that plays basically the same position and pick his brain? But at the end of the day, he's still got to put the work out there. Of course, of course. So I give this pick for the 49ers also a B. Where are you going with Yeah, that? I'll give about that. B for Bosa. Okay. Pick number three. Your New York Jets, everybody from the um, New York. Oh, I want, definitely want to hear what you got to say about this. They picked up defensive tackle Quinnen Williams out of Alabama. You'll take. Hey, it was the right, you know, the right pick right there. They, you're not gonna let him fall any deeper than, the, than number three. What's up with the Jets I mean, in Alabama though? <laughs> it seems like they go that way that way a lot. Yeah. Um, but when he was on, the, you know, on the board. It was probably, what, a minute? And they said, we're ready. We got our pick already ready. Right. When got them, they're happy with who they got. And it fits perfectly in that line. I mean, I mean, it's going to be interesting watching this team now. They got all these pieces now. The Jets two years ago was nobody. They just yeah. laughing stock at the bottom of the division. They're better than the Giants right now. I think right? that, yeah, they might really give the Patriots a run in that division if they can get all their pieces right with Le'Veon Bell and Sam Darnold. And they got a bunch of guys that are just ready to play ball now. I'm, I'm really looking forward to watching this team play. And that's something you don't ever talk about with the New York Jets. Right, 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 right. We'll see. Well, they they, they line was real suspect. Right. So when you, get, when you get a guy of this magnitude, mm-hmm. you sure he's going to beef up their defensive line. Now, I don't know if they're going to make the turn with him, but they're on the right track in my book. So as long as they're on the right track, Definitely. you know, then you can keep building from that. Like you said, they got their running back solidified, and hopefully, you know, Donald's the answer at QB. So I give this pick for the New York Jets a B-plus because they fulfilled it a, 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 a a position that was needed, highly needed. I'm giving him an A. Oh, you going to give him an A? You know, that was the right pick. Perfect. Can't do nothing wrong with that. Okay. Now we go to number four, uh, Oakland Raiders or Vegas Raiders. Let me say it right. Vegas Raiders picked up Klein Farrell from Clemson, a defensive end. You'll take I don't know about you, but I just didn't see this coming at all. I didn't see it coming at all either. If you're going to get a guy like this who's already projected in the mid-20s to late first round, why not trade down? Because nobody else is going to get this guy. I mean, unless you see something that's just grading him. I mean, get some value in your fourth pick. Trade down, get a couple more picks. You still gonna, he's still going to be there at number 20. I mean, they had three first-round picks. Yeah. I think but Gruden just liked this guy. I, I know. I know he did. He, he really liked this guy. He didn't care what it, yeah. he care what it cost him. He sees something he's going after. Yep. You know, that, that's, that's the thing. When, with, his, with him at the, you know, the head of the, the stick here, and he's the guy that's making the decisions. You can't really uh, – I don't know. To me, I'm giving that pick a C- minus right. just because I know he would have been there. But when Gruden sees something, he's going right for it. You know, I'm John Gruden. This is what I want. And yeah. I've already won a Super Bowl, and I'm the face now. So when I, when I when he took it, I had to hear it. I was like, wait, say what? He's, they're taking him? Like, That's what I'm I saying. To, I had to relook my draft, my mock draft. Like, <laughs> why would they go for a guy that was not even going to be in the top ten? I mean – Trade down. I mean, use your value. See, that's you what happens when you when you fall in love with a player instead of looking at reality. Right. And don't get me wrong, he could come out and be, you know, you know, a hard yeah, but like you said, they could have got him down the line, though. Exactly, and that's and you that's know, make a trade. And that's why you have to give it a low grade. Yeah, and get him down the regardless. line. Regardless. Yeah, and he, he's not the player that stands out out of everybody either. So no, that's why I don't understand. But I, you know, Klein, you know, he's great with his hands. I love him inside of trenches. He's a fighter. So he's going to definitely bring that toughness to the Vegas Raiders. And, you know, he got good closing speed, a great pass rusher, but I got him as a B minus. And you said C minus? Right. Okay, let's move on. Nothing much to really talk about with him. Okay, number five overall, 
Devin White, uh, inside linebacker, LSU to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Your tape. Solid pick, and I, I saw that coming on the on defense. That's where I expect them to go. I get that pick B, B plus. Good pick. Good good pickup, and he'll yeah. get right in, I think. Yeah, I like him because side out of sideline. He's okay. got enormous speed. He gets to the ball. He's a ball hawk. But he's not your toughest guy. Like, he's not going to be running through the offensive line. Is you know, really trying to, you know, on some tough man stuff. But he can get to the ball. He's quick. And if he can get to the ball, that's all that really matters. I'm going to give Devin White basically a C. Okay. Now we're going to this, the most intriguing pick of the ball to me. But we're only doing top ten today. But it's the New York football giants. At number six, they picked up QB Daniel Jones out of Duke. Your take. What can you say about this guy? Did you see this coming at all? Uh, no not at all. I'd be lying to you, you know, if I said I did. You know, it reminds me of Dave Brown. You remember him? Quarterback, I think, same university. Did he make it in the NFL? He also played for the Giants. I mean, I almost fell off my chair when I heard it. I mean, you saw a lot of videos of people, just Giant fans, if this draft was still in New York, they would have been like, you know, they would have been booing him off the stage. No, they showed a video where the kid broke his TV. No, I, that's what I'm saying. It broke his TV, I mean, dog. Like, he hasn't even played it down yet. And then... You, I mean, it's not just because of his numbers, not because of where he played. When you got Dwayne Haskins up there, you, I mean, how could you say he's a better quarterback than him? I mean, because I, when I saw him, I'm like, this guy looks like a guy that would play Eli Manning in a movie. I mean, is that gotcha. the reason why gotcha. they tricked him? Is it because they think he's just going to fit right in? Now, obviously, he's not going to go right on the field tomorrow. It's still Eli's team, so he's going to have to learn. He's going to be a clipboard a quarterback for maybe a year or two. And maybe so Max, I see him late second, right, third right, round. That's bro. what I'm saying. A six, not number six, six overall with all his talent, bro. Right. So to me, if you're gonna, how many grades? I don't want to give it an F, but I'll give it an F minus. That's how bad that. Is. All right. Let me give you a little bit of what I read up upon him. They said he's well built, uh, has an average arm, a great, got great pocket presence, and the GM was really hyped about making this pick, like. Like, he was trying to sell it to the fans that this here is the pick. Yeah. Everybody was looking at him like, yo, dog, you bugging. Because everybody knew Haskins was the get. Haskins is going to make y'all pay. Washington signed him. He's in y'all division. Y'all going to face him two times a year. And y'all going to feel this, Giant fans. I, I hate to say I know it ain't y'all fault. But y'all got to run that GM out of there. You cannot make a mistake like this. There's no room know how to make this type of mistake. Now, let me ask you something. This might sound a little funny, but do you think they made this trade because of the, the African quarterback really not being as explosive as so-called the white American quarterback, and they, they don't last as long? Do you think that had anything to do with this? Because I'm going to tell you right now, Haskins a way better ball player. I mean, Haskins, not even, he's not even a prototypical quarterback that's going to run around the pocket. He was more of a pocket passer. Yes, yes. And, that's and his numbers killed his right. numbers it's, against better competition. You can't really say that, you know, they wanted to go, to, you know, they're not drafting the RG3, Cam, right. Newton, Cam Newton side. They're drafting a, basically a pocket pass quarterback. And for them to, to go with Daniel, I mean, it's it's not like he Doesn't make sense though, no, man. No, it's terrible. You know what I, what I heard? A lot of New York people said, we want to get the guy from Duke for the Knicks. Zion Williamson, we don't want to get the guy from Duke from the quarterback. I think we, we screwed that up a little bit. We messed it up. But, I mean, I, I know they're just joking. But regardless, for them to go down that pick, I thought they was just full. I mean, that can't be who they really picking. Come on, you're going to use your number six pick for this guy? We've been talking about replacing Eli Manning for two years, two, three years now. And this is who we're going to use? I mean, come on. Dog. F minus. So that was horrible. Yo, I, I'm going to give him a grade that's off the board, like the lowest possible grade. And with that, we'll be right back. Don't go nowhere. We got bills to pay, and we got a surprise for y'all later on in the show. We got a comedian in here that y'all gonna want to meet. Don't go nowhere. Welcome back, peoples. Back to the Al York Sports Show, the round table, the panel. Uh, back, back, back to the NFL draft, no. man. Pick number seven. We left that number six. The Giants, worst pick I've ever seen in years at the top ten. I mean, you got a lot of other bad picks. Oakland Raiders picking up Manovich and, you know, other buses. Uh, Demarcus Russell also, right, the uh, Oakland Raiders. But um, Jesus Christ. The difference is 
this guy here. You, you got Hoskins right there. You know when he's getting picked that it's already a bad pick. A lot of these picks, like you said, Martin, it's, you don't know how bad it's going to be. He could right. be a bust. It's a good pick at the time. At, at the time, you know this is already a bad pick, regardless of how good he pans out. So that's why you got to say, come on. I don't know what the Jesus Giants are I don't know what they were thinking. We're going to number seven. Jacksonville Jaguars picked up Josh Allen, edge pass rusher, outside linebacker. Fell into their lap, really. I mean, he was supposed to be in the top five, like, you know, around there. They weren't going to pass up on him. Saw that from a mile away. As soon as, as, soon as the fifth pick, sixth pick, fourth, fifth pick uh, was selected, I knew that's where Allen was going. It's funny because right. Allen was, Josh Allen was uh, the seventh pick last year, too. It was just a big yeah, yeah. Allen for two years in a row. Football, yeah. The number seven pick was Josh Allen. But it's, right. it's a solid pickup. Yeah, he's a, you know, he's a great pass rusher, quick first step, and he's great in closing, closing speed. So that's a nice pickup for the Jaguars. I give the Jaguars a B-plus on this. What yeah, you got I on that? about that. B, B-plus. Okay, now Detroit Lions. This is another team that I really don't know what they be doing. But at least they got a lot of guys from the Patriots over there, you know, so hopefully that'll make their picking a little better. But they picked that number eight pick. They picked up tight end, T.J. Hokerson out of Iowa. They are, you know, they actually had two good tight ends on that team, um, on Iowa. When you look at that team, they really had a lot of good players that went to the draft. Like, how did they not do better in the right. college? You know, but it, it was—I I don't know if it was the right pick because it's the—you uh, don't know what the Lions need to fill. He's a solid guy, though. I can right. see him giving ten years over there. But I mean, that's but he's nothing incredible about him. That's what I'm saying. You got a number nine pick in the draft, number eight pick in the draft. Using it on a tight end, I guess if if he's, you know. I don't want to say next Gronkowski, but a guy that, that's going to fill right in for Stafford, I could see it. But I thought they had other holes they could have uh, tried to shore up before going for another yeah. offensive weapon. But that's the way they went. I kind of scratched my head when I heard it. I'm going to go with a C plus, B minus. Right, right. reason why I like him, because he does a little of everything. He can block. Mm-hmm. He's a great route runner. And he's got great ball skills. So from that perspective, but at eight, I think you can get somebody like this, maybe 20-something trade-up, maybe right. one of your third rounds. But you know what? It is what it is. They got him at number eight. Number nine overall pick, Buffalo Bills. They picked up Ed Oliver, defensive tackle, Houston. Highly disruptive. Let me hear what you got to say about him, bro. As a Bills fan, I can't, you know, really be upset with this pick. Another guy that kind of fell into their laps. And I mean, I didn't know he was going to be I like on the board, pick. number nine. I like that I, kid, I Oliver. Too. Yeah, I, I didn't think he was going to be there, number nine. I thought right. we were going to go a different route. But when he's there, you got to go with, to me, you got to go with the best available player available. Right. Um, so that's that's where they went. Solid pickup to me. I'm going B+. Plus. Yeah. Um, can't go wrong there. I, I mean, I think he'll be sol- a solid professional. We'll see how, how he pans out. Right. I got him at an A- minus considering the pick for the Bills. It was right. a solid pick for the Buffalo Bills. Now we're going to pick number 10, Pittsburgh Steelers, which everybody want, wanted to see this. Great pickup inside linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan. Yo, tape. Love this pick. I mean, they traded up. I mean, it was you, you kind of saw it all happening, too. Like, oh, this is what's going to happen. I, right. I know it. And then as soon as they said the name, I was like, yep. I mean, fits right in the, that mold that they're trying to rebuild mm-hmm. into that organization, which has kind of been falling off in the last few years. Yes, not kind of happening, especially so, defensively. So they're definitely trying to just, you know, just knock that out again and get that kind of uh, – that style of football back in play, I think he fits perfectly there. I mean, great job by their uh, by their um, staff making Congrats sure they, they yeah. were able to lock down a player like that. You got to give that easily an A, a, a maybe a higher. Right, okay. right. He's uh, he's great. Like his quickness is great. He's a ball hawk. He's something that the Steelers lack because they usually get these big dudes that really can run. And they, I, I'm not gonna compare him to a, a guy, but I like. His style is like a Palomalu oh, style, right. but the only thing is they play different positions. But he's a ball hawk. He's going to be all over the field. You're going to hear his name a lot in games, and that's the kind of guy Pittsburgh Steelers needed from the defensive end of the ball. And a leader. Too. There you go, definitely. definitely, and a leader. I give this an A for the Steelers, great pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now we're going to other football news. We're going to try to change lanes here a little bit. Tyreek Hill, child abuse case. I hate to get into somebody's personal life, but this is part of sports talk, so we have to do it. I want your take on the situation. Uh, it, it hurts to hear it. It's sad. It's, it really hit me hard, too, because I got a three-year-old. Right. For them, for, to hear that, you, know, you just want to hope it's not true. Right. But 
at the same time, I could see how it could be true because my three-year-old runs me to the edge a lot too. Right. But I, I would never go with that route of, uh, to discipline. I mean, it kind of, it was not like the Adrian Peterson thing, but it kind of could be like it was worse than that. I mean, because if it's really a broken arm, I mean, that's a three-year-old. And yeah, for it to come out, I mean, like, you have to, I, you know, I love Tyree Hill on the field. He's just a beast. Now, you're going to mess that team up because you know that he's not coming back after, after something like that, especially if, even if it's a legend. They just lost Kareem Hunt. Like, how, do you, how do you Tyree make Hill. this mistake? He's already going through problems with, with uh, domestic issues with his fiance, all that stuff. Now, to throw this on top of it, it's, it's even more sad now because you can start to see the, the inside of this individual where his head is mentally. He's just not all the way there. Like, he just needs help psychologically or something because this these aren't just mistakes people make I mean on the regular you to make a mistake like this if it's true it's it's uh you know I feel more bad for the kid more than him because he had no you know he, there was nothing he could do to stop it but you also feel bad for Tyree because you know he just needs help and he can get back on his feet it's just gonna have to have the right people talk to him and I can see him get back in the game eventually I don't want to say he's gonna get Ray Rice and Black Ball right but if he can get the right you know guys help him out he'll be back because he's too so talented. on the uh, domestic, that's the man. That's the problem. And you they know, don't play with that and domestic thing you know they're going to put their more. foot down and try to make an example out of him. So if it all comes out and it's true, it's going to be a fight to get back in the league. But I think Did you hear the recording? Oh, I heard I heard. The, yeah, when he's talking. And just, I mean, he talked some crazy. He, he, he's saying he's stuff reckless. like. He's reckless. Yeah, my son's scared of me. You should be scared yeah, of me, too, talking to the ex-fiance or real reckless. I mean, it's just, it's not a good look. And, uh, horrible luck. And I feel bad for Andy Reid and the, and the Chiefs organization that they thought they had a championship contender. Now they had to go into the draft and go a different direction, take guys. Two prolific players. Right. So it's going to be gone from the Chiefs. That's what this mistake cost Tyree Hill, and this is why I think it was real stupid. I know stuff happens. I'm not going to sit here and act like I ain't got no problems in my crib and stuff. But you got to have something in your head that tells you when to fall back. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know if you got that. He don't got that because he got that bread coming in. And a lot of times that blinds you. That blinds you to reality where you start feeling like you're the king of shit. You know what I'm saying? But I hope the best for him. He's a great football player. I'm just not too big on beating up the little kid That's stuff. I'm just not big on that. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to leave it like that. Good luck. And I hope the kid, right. you know, you know, gets right and nothing, he, nothing gets wrong it's with him. You know? It's hard something to talk about yeah, because yeah. It's just, uh, you don't want to know. Exactly. Wanna be true. Exactly. Okay, let's move on. We had a big NFL trade. I mean, it's not really that big, but Miami Dolphins picked up Josh Rosen uh, from Arizona. Arizona gave up a late number two and a fifth rounder in 2020. Your take? It's the right deal. I think we didn't even know who was going to be the quarterback of that team. I mean, we were trying to throw names of who could run this team now with Tanner. Well, they got about four quarterbacks. Yeah, you know their quarterbacks? They were all, they were all like, uh, you know, he, he's, he could be a second stringer. He could yeah. be. Fitzpatrick was can start. Guy, he can yeah, start right. But he was the guy that's always yeah. been a backup. And since he left right. Buffalo got all that and got paid, he hasn't really been the man. Like they got Luke Falk, remember him? Yeah, but he's not. He's yeah, not, he's not, he's ready not yet? a number one pick. He's, he's not, not ready yet? solid number okay. first string quarterback. Probably got to sit down four years, yeah, right? He's not. he's not ready yet for that. But, but he's going to have to earn the spot because they already said he's not coming right, in and they're making right. him the start. I can already. see them, you know, week seven when they two and five, try to throw him out there see what he can do. So okay. it's the right fifth form member. It's Miami, too. So I'm sure he'd rather be there than Arizona, than, Arizona, than uh, Tempe. So, I mean, it's the, it's the right deal because you can't throw all your eggs in one basket on Ryan Fitzpatrick either because he sometimes throws some clunkers out there, too. I agree. I agree. And Fitzpatrick basically gives you about half the season anyway. Exactly. Do the injury. Okay, now we're going to go right into the NBA. Uh, before we go to the playoff series, et cetera, we're going to go to that uh, big game yesterday at the Pepsi Center where the Denver Nuggets beat the San Antonio Spurs 90-86. to The score wasn't basically what indicated the game. Denver was up the whole game, never trailed. But to me personally, this should have never went seven. If Spurs handled their business in game four at home, it never gets to this point here. But your take on the game and the series itself. It, that last game was like a 1980s game. I mean, it was an ugly watch. So, so it was ugly watch. low scoring, and which is it's so different because we've been watching all these 110 to 105 type games in the playoffs. And then to see one like this, like 90-86, you think that's the end of the third quarter. But, but the Spurs kind of tried to muck it up a little bit because they couldn't hit nothing. They were shooting 20%, I think, at the end of the first quarter. And, 
you don't see that out of guys like DeRozan and uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. But I, mean, I think they had like two points after uh, six minutes. It's ugly. I mean, it's, it's bad time it's, to pick a bad shooting day. It's not Spurs basketball because remember they, this is their first year without their big three, without Manny Parker right. and and Duncan. So you can't really say, oh, they're the Spurs, they just play. No, the only guys they really had that's been played in big games was Patty Mills and maybe Bellinelli and LaMarcus Aldridge with a different team. Right. DeRozan had, still ain't never done nothing to me in the playoffs. Um, and the young kid, White. No, he's, he's getting, he's getting so, wet so it's, a of, it's a lot of young guys that are kind of like happy to be there and just, you know, a little bit nervous because this is the big stage, game seven. Um, it, the Nuggets, too, they, they didn't, you know, who's the only guy that's played? They only have yeah, one guy. Nuggets is like Millsap, the only veteran. Yeah, they, they really ain't got nobody. Like, you know, you just happy to be here. We just want to do our thing with the number two seed. But remember, the number two seed to go seven games, it was real interesting, this, you know, for them to. And we like the Spurs in the series, I, I, and it I came up just short. Right, right. The value the value was impeccable. They you, covered you the games, too. They yeah, covered yeah. the point spread. Yep. So, they, you know, if, if they played 20 times, they're going to win 10. They both going to win 10. It was really a series of just an evenly matched up series. Um, it wasn't too entertaining from a, a watching uh, aspect, but, you know, Denver took care of business. That's all I had to do. To lose, you know, you don't want to go out in the first round as number two seed, especially with two budding stars and Jokic, uh, Jokic and uh, Murray, yeah. um, you know, and with Millsap too. It's, it's, it'll be interesting to see what they can do to Portland because I think they got a chance. Everyone's taking Portland already. I think the Nuggets are still, just because they have the height inside and missing Nurkic is big. Portland, so we'll see, what they see that's huge. Even though Cantner stepped up, right. Leonard stepped up, Hawkins stepped up, but Nurkic is actually he's better than all player. of them. Oh, he's yeah, he's better than all of them. I give Spurs a lot of you know respect for going seven, even though I thought they would have won the series. Popovich showed how great he is with these, like you say, young guys mixed with babies, etc. No real superstar on his team, and I love Popovich to death, and that's why I thought they could win this series. But they came a game short. Salute to San Antonio. Salute to Greg Popovich. And we're going to go on break, guys. And we're going to be right back. Don't go nowhere. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. Oh, we just had a little break there. I needed that little break, man. I can't tell you why I needed it for, but I needed it. <laughs> All right, we're going right into the NBA. Back to the NBA. NBA playoffs, playoff prices. Uh, first series I want to talk about, yeah, the values. Boston Celtics, Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, before you give an update, uh, the series price for Milwaukee was minus 340. The comeback was plus 280. So for those who understand that, you got to put 340 to win 100 if you like Milwaukee. And if you like Boston, you put 100 to win 280. So you know who I liked in that, but I want you to take on this series. Well, now with the series shifting to Boston's advantage, I think the value is in Milwaukee's favor now because the line's yeah. going to drop to about shifting how? Give them an probably, update. Probably about. You got an update? That's why. Yeah, I, I I think the game it should be final now. But last I saw, they were just housing them. Right. Yeah, I, I got to give all my credit to my man Al. You were calling, you know, the Boston Celtics said it was. Not gonna be easy, but they are gonna handle their business. And right oh, now, to say they start, good start, they, right? To handle their business, all you got, you know, in the playoffs, you just gotta win one game on the road. Yeah. So I can, you know, I, I don't see them winning game two. Obviously, though, right? They'll take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. But to win by 22 in the first game, in a hostile environment, game one, the way Milwaukee's looked, that's setting an example, it's bro. Definitely, it's, it's definitely, definitely setting some. So you know, Milwaukee's gonna come out fast next game and. You know, it's embarrassing to lose by double digits at home. Right. A dub, you know. To lose like that in front of your home fans in game one, they'll, they'll come out faster in game two, probably win game two. But if you want to bet Milwaukee, now is the time to do it to bet them to win this series because you're going to get like minus 130-ish, right. close to even money. And, uh, you know, they're still the better team, you know, in some people's opinions. Got the better the better uh, all-star and MVP candidate, Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, but... I don't know if I can say they're going to win that series. I right. I picked them too, but I wasn't as confident to pick them as you were. Right. I mean, I, props to your, to your uh, prognostication there with, with Boston um, taking care of business here in game one. you got to say they have the advantage in the series now. Right, right. But like I said, I just feel like one great player, Boston's in with committee. Boston proved they could win without, they, without Kyrie having to do everything. They proved that. Rozier, Harford, Hayward, Tatum, Brown. 
They too deep for Milwaukee. I just felt, and then they made that run last year, so they also battle-tested. Milwaukee been to the playoff, playoffs a couple years in a row. So they got semi-battle-tested, but they ain't reached the conference finals like the way Boston did. This is why I thought Boston was a great pick. A lot of y'all disagree with me. Still early, though. I'm not acting like I want anything. I'm only up one zip in a seven-game series, but we just stole home court advantage. Right. So right now, if you don't jump on Boston now. You lost your value taking them before the series when I gave it to them. Now, if Boston loses game two, that's when you take Boston in the series because now you get value once again. A little bit of value. Yeah. Not but as you much know, as you would have got. No, no, not as much, but better than taking them right, right now. Exactly. So uh, that's series number one. Series number two, the one everybody's anticipating, everybody, even my boy Andrew is in the house right now. You got number four seeded Rockets versus number one seeded Dove Nation. Now, to me, if you ask me, this is the conference finals. Your take. To me, this is the NBA finals. I think whoever wins the series, <laughs> I mean, take, taking the ship. I mean, this is a series that everybody's been looking forward to. We thought it was going to be in the next round, but it's here now. Yeah. Now, I want to give, you know, you can't say that Houston are favored. No matter what, Golden State's going to be favored, even though they're missing the starter and DeMarcus Cousins. Yeah. Hold on, let me, make, let me give you the price. I forgot. Minus 260 for right. Dub Nation, plus, plus 220 for the Rockets. That's, now, that's telling you right there. Yeah, they're telling, already you. telling you. Like, they're telling you, know, you it's, it's a low line because in years past, they'd be minus 400 or higher. In Man, that's they 800, 900, but, I mean, easy. For the Rockets, though, I mean, it wouldn't be no more than 500. 500. Right. So that right there is telling you, like, you know, this could be the time where the Rockets actually do their thing. I mean, remember, they got all kind of revenge factors after it happened last year. They beat them three out of four times this year. If no, they all four. The, all, all four. They, they beat year, them all, all four. four Rockets games. beat them all four. I thought it was three out of four. Um, but if Chris Paul stays healthy, you never know what could happen. Because remember, this team is, I don't want to say Golden State's in disarray, but to struggle against the Clippers team, an eight seed, that's all they got is two players, and Lou Williams and, um, you know, Montreal Harrell, basically, yeah, right? Yeah, that's that's it. To to struggle against two guys when you got four potential Hall of Famers was uh something right there that's showing me that they they're not all, all the way ready. And the problem with that also was if it extended to six games, Clay Thompson and Curry both turned at their right ankle in that last game. Now if they would have handled business in one and four or five, they have more rest. You're not getting that extra little injury, and now is you know a little bit more a little bit more worried about can they handle Houston. So it'll be a really intriguing series. Like, I, I picked Houston already before the playoffs even started, so right, I'm, right. I'm, I'm going to rock on them again. Yeah, like I said, y'all, they beat them all four times this year. Some of y'all might go, oh, Al, that's regular season. Regular season don't matter. Last year they had them on the ropes. Game six and seven at Houston, up 17 points both games, and lost. Now, some of y'all can say no Chris Paul. I understand that, but you got to win that. You got to win that. There's no excuse. Rockets is running with a chip on his shoulder. I gave out Boston and Dub Nation to meet in the finals. I'm going to change my pick now. I'm going to give out the plus money in Houston at plus 220. So now if you took Boston at plus 280 and Houston at plus 220, you split those series, I made you money. Listen, man, pick up some money, man. I'm trying to give you all some bread. But y'all got to listen, man. And I'm, I'm going to take the Rockets on an upset, man. I think that boogie-cousin thing is going to come to affect them when they can't stop the Manamu and Clint Capella. And I understand they picked up Bogut, but Bogut is not in no condition whatsoever right now to hang with these guys. You know that and I know that. And I, as much as I love Dub Nation, like I said, I picked them. I think the Rockets will prevail. You get the raw truth here, I'm telling you. Nah, Everybody nah, nah, else yeah. is going to give you Golden State. Yeah, we give another door. We give another door. Everybody else is going to tell you Golden State, and that's yeah. fine, but I'm going out the box. That's no value. Even if you take Golden State and they route. win, you got to lay 260 to 100. No value. We're going to be right back. Don't go nowhere. Like I said, I got a surprise guest. I think she's falling asleep, but we're going to wake her ass up. We'll be right back. going on we right back y'all i hope y'all still there because if y'all not still there we're gonna have some problems because we got a special guest coming in real soon but we're gonna go to our favorite topic or at least my favorite topic which i call out of the box and uh i actually told my man noah parker i picked two of the greatest basketball teams 
I mean, you could add the record or even without the record, just the fact of two of the greatest basketball teams, who he think would beat who. And, I mean, we'll never really find out, but we're going to give you our opinions. Uh, the 1995-1996 Chicago Bulls, who was 72-10, and 10, Michael Jordan, Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, Ron Harper, should I continue? Or like my man said, Craig Hodges. I don't know if Hodges was on that team, though, but I will do the research. Or the 73-9 Golden State Warriors, which I think they was a little better when they added KD, which wasn't this year. True. But let's say the, either one, would they added KD or they didn't add KD, 2015-2016 uh, when they went 73-9. and So let's just say you have to, like, break this two teams down. Who will win and why? Because we will never will see it, but I want your professional opinion who you think is the better team and why. Talk to them. Let them know something. All right. Well, it's a seven-game series you're talking about most likely, right? Seven-game series? I mean, if you think it'll go 4-0, it'd be 4-0. Right. Well, if we playing in the 90s, right. the three-point line is was not as a, a priority it is as it's today. So you would think maybe Jordan shooting more threes if he's playing in this era. Maybe Pippen's they're pulling, they're pulling it. Phil Jackson right. changing his offense now. It's the triangle, but we also extended it. I mean, we shoot. We we have to, you know, adapt to that offense now. But now, if we go and Golden State's playing in their era, it's hard to really say that they would be able to compete with them because they got so much. They'll be Golden State in five games, right? It, it, in Chicago's era, but let's go to Golden State's era. Uh, it's it's different because their point guard is not a. Natural born killer. He, he, I mean, Ron Harper. He's just in there to. He's Ron Harper. He's just doing his thing. He's, you know, defense. He, he's not a, you know, a guy that's gonna just pull up from if nobody else is open. But Harper did everything he right. had to do. Exactly. But offensively, would he be able to? In this era today, he would. He wouldn't last. Just because you don't even see that no more, except Rondo and the couple cats really. But I mean, Jordan would have to extend his range more. Pippen would extend his range more, but. I could see them being more physical to take them out their game. So I'd still say uh, the Bulls win that series. Um, but if you throw in Durant in there, that changes everything. So it might. Yeah, we're going to add KD in there. Eight, add KD, KD so in not, there. Not the 73 and 9 team, but just adding KD, it's hard to say you can't. I mean, four future Hall of Famers against two. I mean, better coach Phil Jackson, but still, 17 nah, How about series. Dennis Rodman? He's a future Hall of Famer. Oh, yeah, he, made, he was a Hall of Famer. But, but I mean,. In today's era, I don't see Robin really. I mean, he's got to contribute some offensively because it's just the way it is nowadays. It's just a whole different era than it was in the 90s, 80s, 90s. I, like I said earlier, I think the Pistons would be a better matchup against them in their era because they wouldn't let Curry get to the rack. They wouldn't. They'd be way too physical for the uh, Warriors. They know. Just yeah, but they'll stretch them out. Though. Yeah, stretch out that defense, but at the same time, you're not driving on them because you're gonna pay for it. And, and if they're playing in that era back then, I think they, they would make a, a series better than, than Chicago. See, but you sleeping on the Bulls' defense. They was ranked number they one. Were, they was great. In 95, 96. I mean, they wasn't beating people up like Detroit Bad Boys were. That was great, but they was they was they could get the out to the shot. They was yeah, they could get out to the shot. Because there wasn't no team just, just like, you know, playing today's game. Right, right, right. So it's a hard question, and that's why it's out the box. All right, but, gun to your head. I'm taking shot town. I'm taking them uh, in either era. Seven games today, five games back then. Okay, I like that. I like that. Well, I just feel like Michael Jordan's the greatest ever, and I'm always going to ride with Mike. That's just my boy. Right. In their era, I think they'll definitely beat them within, within four or five games because, you know, Curry wouldn't get the foul calls. No, no. That'd be dead in the come playoff time. But in this era, they're giving Curry the foul call. So this era, I would have to say Bulls in seven or Warriors in seven. Okay. Bulls in seven or Warriors in seven. Coin flip then. Yeah, yeah. So basically a coin flip. But that's your out of the box. Um, don't go nowhere because we're about to have a nice interview right after this. I don't know if she's ready, but I know I'm ready. Have your guards up, girl, because I'm coming for you. Don't go nowhere. You got some bills to pay. What's going on, people? I told y'all I was going to bring y'all somebody. Y'all thought I was bullshitting, right? I got Miss Nikki Carr. 
this is my AKA Miss Comedian. Mm. I just made that up. You know, you made that up. Call, you made that up? I didn't make it up, but I mean, you I ain't hear nobody else say it. But, you know, I'm you, saying. Ain't nobody else here. That's why you ain't here. Okay, there we go. Uh, before we get into some questions, tell them a little bit about yourself, Nikki Carl. It's Sunday morning. I am a comedian. I uh, was walking by this office and was called in, and I am now on camera. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> okay. Got a few questions for you. That's what I do. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. What's the life of a comedian away from like the stage, away from everything that has to do with comedy. What's your life your life like? Away from everything. You don't want to start with my life. I'm just saying. If you look at my life and see what I've seen. <laughs> oh, that's Mary J. You can't use that, right? Okay. Um yeah, life is, you know, life is what you make it basically. Pretty much in my case, what you see is what you get. Mm. You know? I yeah. like that. Yeah, it's like I'm not a character, you know what I mean? As a matter of fact, I begin all my shows by stating that the most important rules to being a great comedian are just to be yourself and have a good time. Wow. That's it. That's it? People keep paying me for that, man. Oh, wow. Be myself you and mean, have a good time? See, but you're missing the most important part. You got to have talent to do that. Because if you just told me to do that and I listen to what you're saying, I ain't going to succeed. You I ain't might, got though. No, you might. I ain't got the talent you got on stage. It don't mean that. It's, you know, comedy is not what I do. It's actually who I am. Mm. Yeah. I got to listen to what that... got to listen to I that. go to the bathroom in the middle of the night funny. Mm. Seriously. I yes. ain't mad at you. No, that's what I do. Okay. Yeah. Let me give you another question. Is that all right? All right, take another question. Okay, how long have you been in the business for? Ah, August will be 22 years. Man. I know. That fast, girl? Yes. Come on now. Now, out of them 22 years, what would it be like your highest moment, you think? I'm always high. I mean, that's not what you meant. That's not what you meant? Oh, that's, that's not, not what, what I meant. That's not what he meant. That's not, I'm sorry. <laughs> My highest moment, um, I guess, would be uh, today, being on your show. Oh, wow. A sports show. Well, me. Not, not, hold on, hold on. Lazy hold on, me. Big, big. You kissing my ass? <gasps> no. Because ain't nobody ever told me that. No, then no. To hear it from Nikki Carr. Just I have sound made it. I am on the Al York show. Come on. Wow. Come on. I, I appreciate you. Can I hug you on stage? Can come I hug on. You? I am blown Can I hug you? in reverse. Are you going to snuff him? Come on. Come on. Now. Okay. Come on. I appreciate yeah. that. I appreciate it's that. Family. Okay. Now, I know no comedian is like this. Nobody likes to get compared to anybody. Mm-hmm. But if there's anyone that you heard people say that you remind them of, not look like, because I'm going to get on that later on, who you remind them of, who you would know, be? I'm going to just say this. I know what you're getting at, and that's messed up. <laughs> <laughs> that Bernie Mac stuff y'all keep talking about, <laughs> that's just messed up right there. When I first seen that, I told listen, before you snuff me or swing at me, I got to say something. You kind of look like you could have been Bernie Mac's sister for some <laughs> reason. And she laughed about it, and I think she heard it before. As a matter of fact, I think she did hear it before. I don't even say I have to think. I know she did. But hearing it from me, that kind of like clarify the whole situation that it's official, right? Because you know I ain't hear it from nobody. And I just, just seen you in thought. Sports that. show. I'm gonna just tell you right now that right there was a foul ball. <laughs> you did a foul ball. <laughs> okay, so as far as like your skill set, uh, who, what names you ever heard that people say, oh, you kind of remind me of this comedian, or you just so tuned to Nikki Card that there's nobody that compares to you. When somebody sets up a, uh, a sentence to me, like, you know who you remind me of? I immediately turn my ears off. Mm. I'm sorry. And, and that's right. Wow. Yeah. All right. Let me, let me shift gears. Who is your favorite comedian or comedians of all time? Uh, of all time? Yeah. Since you've been known about comedy. You know, if, uh, do you love comedy? I'm not going to say I love, like I'm a pioneer of it, 
But I know, I think I know enough. But I'm saying, do you love it? Like, do you be like, yo, what's, let me see what's funny on the like, <laughs> like you know, there's comedy, like you know. Well, yes and no, because I'm so sports out that I'm always into my sports. But when I get a minute, mm. I want to see if I can find something funny on TV. Yes. See what I'm saying? So <laughs> then you know that that is an unreal question that you have asked me. Who do I admire? Many comedians. Who right. was my first... Uh, no, but who's your, like, inspiration if there was anybody like, you know what? I could do that. I could do what he's doing. Like, who turned you on? Like, who turned me on in sports was a guy named Howard Cosell. I used uh, to watch Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. and this guy was incredible. He made it look like a movie. Mm. That's what turned me on. Oh. Did anybody turn you on like that? Not Howard Cosell. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right there. <laughs> Boys are weird. I'm just going to say that. For right, 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 right. Understand. Yeah, I mean, you know. But Give um, me a name, damn it. I don't have no name. I like a lot of comedians. So give me, Growing give up, me a couple of them. Who, who watered Richard this Pryor? plant? Who watered you know what? I'm going to give you names. That you, you no, 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 no. Let me, listen, this, who watered this plant right here? Lucille Ball, Carol go. Burnett, Jerry Lewis. Danny Kay, mm. you know, the first like black stand-up comedian I think I ever saw as a fe- uh, female stand-up was Marsha Warfield. Okay. That was the first black stand-up I'd ever seen. And even at that time, I didn't say, oh, that's what I want to do when I grow up. You gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, then after that, Whoopi Goldberg came out with um, Fontaine, Why Am I Straight? That's when I said, oh, I wouldn't mind doing that, you know? Got you. Yeah. Got you. Comedy, again, is really not what I do. It's who I am. Who I am. Got that. Okay, I'm going to throw a name at you. What does the name Richard Pryor mean to you? It means that um, prior to me doing comedy, he was one of the greatest. Okay. Short and simple. Okay, now for the viewers. I hate to put you on the spot. Put me on the spot. I want you to give them something, whatever that is. Don't make it no joke either, no little habit. I'm not, go, I'm not giving give me some. Come give on, give me make no. I joke. want to laugh. All I'm saying <laughs> is this is a sports show, and um, I'm really honored to be on it. I don't do no sports. I'm crazy lazy. You know what I mean? Crazy lazy. Like that's why I do comedy because there's no running, stretching, or any of that involved. Uh, <laughs> the thing that I want to say to you is that perhaps. You could talk about the most important parts of going to a sports event or something like that, like the popcorn and peanuts and hot dogs. Like, what about that? Right, right. That is important. You can't get popcorn, peanuts, and hot dogs anywhere that tastes as good as those that you get at a baseball game. Or something like that, and also and they damage I would your like, pockets a little bit too in the baseball. Is it game. really? I don't yeah, know. I've you, never well, had three things any. you just said. I probably run you about thirty-five dollars. Really? Really? A hot dog's about twelve. It's more than the movies. I didn't think any popcorn was. I more bought than a hot dog this big for like twelve dollars. Really? You must chicken have really fingers, been hungry. Chicken fingers that came out to like twenty nine dollars. Yeah, that's why I go with my own hot dogs everywhere I go. <laughs> I got hot dogs on me right now, <laughs> two for a dollar. <laughs> and also, I would like to say uh, for sports fans, please stop going to sports events in full uniform. You look ridiculous. You know, nobody's gonna be like, hey. You know, this player is hurt. If anybody has come to the game and you're in full uniform, please come down to the field immediately. Facts. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, you don't go to a strip show naked, do you? Or do you? <laughs> I'm just asking. I'm Nikki Carr. Uh, you can catch me. Uh, do yeah, you yeah, want to yeah. know where you can catch me? Yeah, yeah. You can Give catch me info. Uh, at, the, at the L.A. Comedy Club once a month. Okay. You know, period. <laughs> um, go to www.nikkicarlive.com for all the details. And uh, I'm going to stop coming in this building on Sundays because, yeah. Nice. That's Nikki Carr, y'all. I told you she's something else. And uh, best wishes to you and, with, and continue doing what you're doing because you're great in what you do. Thank you. And uh, the Al Your Sports Show is very happy that you came on board today. And I got to shake you. your hand. Thank you very much. Nikki Carr, guys. You already know what it is. Those are my ideas. You know All right. What <laughs> All right, guys. Every, each and every Sunday, make sure y'all tune in to the Al Your Sports Show. You never know who's coming through. I told y'all that before. Peace and thank y'all. Thank you for listening to the Al York Sports Show.